0: I'm Ron Powell McLean, and this is the Backyard Buddhist podcast where we continually seek everyday enlightenment for the benefit of ourselves and all other beings. We often find ourselves in a state of dissatisfaction because our wants don't seem to add up to our haves. I, like many of you, did my time attempting to manifest the life and the material things that I wanted only to find myself disappointed with the results so why does this happen I've invited my friend Brooke Beats to join us today in the backyard welcome Brooke thank
1: you I'm excited to be here
0: I'm excited for you to be here too and you know what you're the first woman to be on here. Yeah. That's great. It's so awesome. I was thinking yeah. about that earlier. I'm like, oh <laughs> Brooke's not been on yet. So
1: foraging ahead.
0: Foraging ahead. As as um as Brene Brown says, FFTs.
1: That's right. First
0: freaking times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: So I'm glad to have your perspective. I obviously you're a friend, so I really appreciate your. Your thought but we were talking the other day about manifesting and what what that sort of means and i you know i i bought the secret you know (laughs) i have and this is you know not everybody knows but there's two versions to the secret i don't know if you knew that um so there's sort of uh you know sort of the pre-version of the movie the secret and then there's the for mass audience secret. Oh, so it was redone know. with different people, um, in the second one. So I've seen both and, um, yeah, I, I kind of bought into the idea of sort of manifesting the life that I wanted through my focus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, uh, you know i saw these examples of people who were doing it and i thought you know it's just really about keeping your head in the game and you know i still i'm i am not a millionaire now <laughs> i i didn't get you know the rv i wanted i didn't get the property in hawaii that i wanted and WTF, right. <laughs> like, w- right. What Why can you just
1: think about
0: it and it appears? What happened to, <laughs> what happened to my manifestation skills? So I know that a lot of people will say you just didn't do it right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think manifestation, the concept of that is, is quite interesting, you know, and, and a lot of people have a different idea of what that is and what that means. Yeah.
0: So um, what, what did you try? Did you try it?
1: You know, I think it's very organically throughout the years, it has kind of just presented itself as something I didn't quite realize that I was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, when people talk about manifestation, it, it can be very woo-woo. You, know, right. it's, you <laughs> know, people think it's like magic or you're closing your eyes and concentrating very hard and something's just going to pop up in front of right. you. Right. And that's not necessarily what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it is having a a focus, a laser sharp focus for what you want in your life and, and believing that, that that will come to you eventually,
0: yeah. but
1: you just, you have to stay on the path of being aware of what you're doing every day.
0: What kind, st- what kind of stuff come. were you, what kind of stuff were you trying to, to manifest? I was joking about not being a millionaire, but
1: <laughs>
0: you know, what kind of stuff were you, were you looking for?
1: You know, I think I was looking for internal peace and happiness um, I was looking for a, a well-balanced career, you know, a profitable, good career. I was looking for, um, a, a life partner, you know, that I could dedicate myself to that, that shared the same interests and values as me, y- you know, the, the same thing that everyone wants really. Right. Um,
0: well, somebody I've... wants that million.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's on the list. <laughs> I'm it's still on working list. on it. <laughs> But I think it; those things in my life, fortunately, have come have come to me because I have been thinking about it and focusing on it, and and staying on staying on that path.
0: So, do you think you manifested it, or do you think it just happened?
1: Um, I maybe a little bit of both. I would like to believe in manifestation, <laughs> you know, and. And knowing when to say no and turning away opportunities that aren't in my best interest.
0: Right. That you know, aren't, aren't aligned of- with your your yep. purpose. Yeah.
1: Exactly. That's all part of that process.
0: I think that's I think that's all fair, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy to do. You know, there's a lot of things that we want to do and say and have that might not be best for us.
0: <laughs> I have had several of those disruptions in my focus because an opportunity will present itself and I'll like think we want something in, in our results and that we want things to be easier and better. And to me, when something pops up like that, I'm like, Oh, that's a freebie yeah. <laughs> like, and I'll take the opportunity and then regret it Yeah. because it's really sort of off that focus.
1: Right. Right. It's almost like, you know how they say and enjoy the journey. Don't just head to the destination.
0: Right. Exactly. Kind of
1: like that. If you're paying attention to the journey and the every day, then the destination is just, it's going to eventually come. Right.
0: Well, I mean, that's what I keep thinking is, and where I probably waffle is where I think that destination is like, I (laughs) work it out in my head and I think, I want this, this, and this, and I want okay. this to be my, you know, my life in five years or 10 years, right. or this is what I want to do in retirement. And first it keeps changing like <laughs> my my wants <laughs> right. and thoughts. You know, I think, you know, when I was younger, I could see myself in a penthouse somewhere with a rooftop pool and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, as I've sort of grown up, I don't like heights. (laughs) So, so both of those things sound (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, obviously there's, you know, there's been a a shift in, in what I wanted. So that destination sort of, you know, evaporated and I had to really sort of create the idea of what I wanted to do. I think Mm -hmm. I've, I've left that so open now that it just i think what i get i'll get <laughs> yeah
1: but you know that 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 actually leads into that's the beautiful part of practicing buddhism yeah. right you're staying in the moment and being aware of, of what's happening around you at the time and not necessarily being so concerned and focused on 5 10 20 years from now right You know, there's a fine line. Of course, we have to think about the future and financially plan for it and that kind of stuff. But you know, sitting around
0: and then we get hit by a bus tomorrow and it doesn't (laughs) matter. Exactly, Because we think we also in that, you know, in that level of manifestation, we're, we're manifesting that we get old and gray, (laughs) like really, really old and really gray. So we've got that in the plan.
1: (laughs) After our conversation the other night, I started thinking to myself, um, I am just going to, I'm going to be young forever. I'm going to be young and beautiful and no wrinkles. Like I'm going to (laughs) manifest this very young person. (laughs) I mean, why
0: not? Why, why not? not? why, why not? the hell
1: not? yeah, why we can not? do anything <laughs> I you know,
0: I keep thinking that too like i've I've not figured out how to like get into that headspace where I'm just you know just connected with that and I wanna kind of uh, i'm gonna I'm gonna pause that thought because I think we're gonna bring it back up but i I showed you um a wheel of belief and there's several out there you can google it yourself but on the one that i showed you begins with the belief itself okay so in the idea of belief the dictionary tells us that belief is an acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists that's one version, okay. but of course there's, there's others, but we'll start with that. So yes. we believe Acceptance, that it, yes. something exists and mm-hmm. etc. Right. So beliefs yes. that goes into thoughts. And then we have thoughts around those beliefs. Then we develop feelings and even emotional connections around mm-hmm. those thoughts. Then our actions are the result of those Feelings and thoughts and beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then we get results from those actions that came from those feelings, emotions, thoughts, and beliefs. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But what doesn't always match up is the results and those beginning beliefs. Mm -hmm. So why do you think that is?
1: Well... I think there could be several reasons, but my the first thought that comes to mind is that over time your beliefs change. You know, the, the thought process and the feelings and the actions and the results that you have of your initial belief aren't always gonna stand true because the the experience that you go through during all of those is gonna potentially change that belief.
0: Right. I, I think that's fair. I also think that, you know, for me, I think I've forced some beliefs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in, in just saying, yeah, I believe that I can, you know, have a million dollars and, you know, a retreat center somewhere and, you know, a bunch of, you know, money and people to practice with and mm-hmm. all the things that I think I want and an RV so I can drive around right. and teach Buddhism.
1: In <laughs> a <And> hundred dogs.
0: <laughs> right. Oh yes. <laughs> maybe in their, in their own RV. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think sometimes there's a forced belief that we're kind of stuffing that into the manifestation machine mm-hmm. and, exp- you know, just maybe hoping that there's a shred of idea that is going to come out and we're going to be, even, you know, sort of pleasantly surprised that, you know, that thing that I half believed and I stuffed in the machine that it's actually going to happen. And I think, you know, part of that is our own logic that as humans, we do have the ability. We also have the obstacle of logic. So when we think about what we think we want and don't, Know that it's really achievable. That we don't know that it's actually out there. Then we're sort of half-assing it, if you will. Yeah. So, I think there's, you know, potentially some hazard there. And um, not saying that that material things or That focus and and that's you know to kind of go back to what I was talking about earlier about there being two versions of the movie The Secret. The first one was not so much about manifesting stuff, manifesting money or manifesting material things. It was more like the focus and the manifestation of the you know the life and the presence that you were trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of those things like you were talking about, like peace and, you know, a relationship and love and mm-hmm. those things that, you know, doesn't, you know, it's not a transactional mechanism. So the second one is a little more focused on manifesting the stuff. So I think that, you know, to me, there's a, a, a bit of a variance there, Because I do believe that through my focus and my attentive awareness that I have negotiated a life that I like, even, you know, even in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, we can't just do the things that we normally do. I'm a pretty happy person. Like there's, you know, I have the things, you know, around me that I really want and and really what I need and not just um, like Lama Suryadas says, there's enough for our need and not for our greed. Yes. So, you know, my shift in my practice is, is that, that I can sit back at any moment and think I have everything that I need. Right. So maybe there's, you know, a shift in, you know, trying to achieve versus the gratitude for what actually is available.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a key part of it. You know, an understanding what you have and being thankful and grateful for it. Yeah. And not not always wanting more, more, more.
0: Right. You know, the, we do. the
1: old <laughs> right. The old cliche, you know, your glasses half empty or it's half full you know i can
0: and you should just be glad glad you have the glass and something in it
1: exactly (laughs) exactly you know in the mornings i can manifest you know a good or bad day for myself i really can anyone can you know i can wake up and be mad at the world and unsettled with politics and everything that's going on or i can say hey it's it's a new day and i'm gonna choose to have a good attitude
0: yeah. I think, you know, each and every moment is an opportunity to shift. And, you know, if, you know, for those who kind of follow my daily meditations, you know, I do a a, a live stream every day um, doing meditation. And the first two things I that I remind you to check in with is, you know, first with your physical being, you know, Mm -hmm. are you having any discomfort? Are you in pain? Are you, where are you? Mm -hmm. And the second thing I have everyone check in with is their mental body. Where are you at mentally today? How are you feeling? Are you cranky? Are you mad, sad, glad, um, depressed, anxious that, you know, just simply shining the awareness into your experience, it allows you to shift, Mm -hmm. let go of the grip. And, you know, many times, and I've, you know, certainly been on the, you know, the drama train where I woke up and I was sort of in a cranky mood and I committed to the cranky mood, you know, Mm -hmm. unconsciously and just carried it throughout the day. It's just, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. And you know, just by simply stopping and seeing, ah, I'm not married to that. I could shift yeah. it right now, right. relax and release, and even apply a little compassion that I'm just a human dude, having right. a human experience and just be able to just stop and move on. Right. So, and you
1: know, that, that kind of mental state too, it requires so much more energy, <laughs> It does. It requires so much exhausting. more energy to be mad and sad and unhappy. It's, it really is. It's truly exhausting.
0: I pretty much spent years like that. <laughs> like I, I, I think, know that I
1: think we all have,
0: I, you know, I drug my depressed ass through, you know, <laughs> years yes. without realizing that that wasn't a, you know, it wasn't like a, a condition that needed to be treated. Mm-hmm. It was something i needed to let go of you know when we look at our you know at our our displeasure our discomfort our overall experience we can see that there is discomfort and mm-hmm. in that discomfort there's a cause for that discomfort We know that the cause of all discomfort, you know, we call it dukkha in Buddhism, the cause for dukkha is attachment. Yep. And so an exploration of figuring out what attachment looks like, and it's not just holding on to what we want to hold on to, it's holding on to things that we don't want as well, because we're unconsciously married to it. that's my bad mood and i'm gonna keep it (laughs) right
1: yeah i mean once once i kind of realized that i was walking through life asleep you know it, it makes a big difference yeah
0: yeah i mean you know buddhism buddha means awakened one so you know one single moment of awakened awareness of just seeing things as they are is one moment of complete enlightenment. Yes. And so we have that available each and every moment when we can take that step back and see things for what they are. And, and to be kind of specific, when we point our attention to our awareness like it's the right now in this moment it's not pointing our awareness to something that happened 15 years ago or 10 years ago or five minutes ago it's really pointing your awareness to this moment that is spontaneously arising and when we can take that little step back and just see things from the vantage point that is unfazed by our experience that's our Buddha nature. Right. So it takes a minute to find that, you know, we can see things as, you know, when they're occurring and, oh my, oh my God, there's chaos, there's craziness, and there's this horrible situation going on and I'm stuck in it. Right. Yep. But then kind of, you know, if you can, if you can manage to take a little step back and see, ah, I'm a human having a human reaction then it kind of takes the, you know, it takes the view into a, a nurturing and understanding place.
1: Right. And, and it helps, you know, bring some realization and some rationale to the fact that, you know, we can't control everything. We can't control anything really. Right. You know?
0: Right. But we're trying to do that through manifestation. Right. Yes. So, so therein lies the disappointment is that we're sort of, you know, with a belief, we're, we're having the belief that we can control something. And then we're developing thoughts around, I can control this. I can get what I want. Then you have the feelings and emotions that arise from that thought and that belief. And then your actions come from that. And then the results are not it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because right. we believed Or told ourselves that we could manifest exactly what we wanted. And there to me is the gap, the exactly what we think we wanted. Because we're going to shoot for the moon, right?
1: Yeah. Because
0: I not only want a partner, but he needs to be good looking.
1: (laughs) Yes. And rich.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And think that I am the bee's knees.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yes.
0: Right. Everyone,
1: everyone deserves that.
0: We shoot for the moon with all of those, with all of those ideas. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, some of the shift is in, in telling myself that I'm worthy, that I can experience peace and calm and really, you know, we're, we're not trying to shoot for the moon. Buddhism is about middle path. So it's mm-hmm. it's not about nothingness or everythingness. It's about okayness. Exactly. So in the center of everything, in the center of the, you know, the the road is that little dashed line of just perpetual okayness. Yep. That's where if you know, if and if that's where we're shooting for, then I think that's easily attained
1: yeah i mean we're trying
0: to shoot for the moon all the time right that's not always going to happen
1: it's it's really you know pulling your head out of the clouds and up from the sand you know it's it's being in the present moment and not not expecting too much but kind of accepting everything
0: well you know what i say about expectations (laughs) expectations breed disappointments yes (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yes. So they sure do. So I think another facet is, you know, going back to our wheel of beliefs is is actions and mm-hmm. where those really stem from. What should your actions be?
1: You know, I keep I keep going back to the political climate right now, right? Because it's it's on everyone's mind. You can't escape from it. Um and there's a lot of...
0: <laughs> you can try. <laughs>
1: yes. There's a lot of learning and growth that, you know, the world needs to do revolved around action.
0: Right.
1: And if, if we're thinking about the Buddhist nature of action, you know, it's, it's kind of looking at it from a high level and seeing what's going on around you and not always reacting to what people are doing and saying but taking the approach of being calm and collected um, and not diving off the the deep end. Right. You know, and, and making judgments or actions that are unskillful.
0: To me, that means really compassionate understanding and understanding that you know first of all not everybody's on the same page and no. that's really evident
1: <laughs> right well we never will be society no, we never, never will
0: be. be because each of us has a different set of experiences and exactly. you know if you think somebody on the you know on on one side or the other is really only focused on you know their own experience this this big social Experience that that we get to be a part of in this time, in this day and age, is so much different than it was. Say, you know, a hundred years ago, when something across the globe wouldn't, you know, we may never hear about it, or if we do, it would be months or years before it, you know, traveled to our, you know, news outlet or whatever but now i mean we can get everything everywhere and get everyone's opinions
1: at any time
0: at (laughs) any time and that's a lot to take in yeah it's sensory overload it's total sensory overload it's emotional overload so think about back to that that wheel of belief now you know i believe that you know we should have you know a calm and sane government. <laughs> well, know, what right? a novel idea! I know, <laughs> I, I know. And and so then I develop the thoughts around that and what that might look like, yep. and then my feelings of ah, oh, you know, that's that's certainly it. I I I know that that's the way. My actions are, you know, to cultivate and perpetuate that sort of belief and then the results are oh my god chaos <laughs> yes yes my stuff you know i feel like my stuff's you know right on track but somebody else is you know just sideswiped me in the intersection <laughs> like oh my goodness no just, just slashed happened. your tires <laughs> right, right because their thoughts and beliefs were that i'm crazy off my rocker mm-hmm. we don't want calm we want craziness.
1: Right. Well, and their disruption. thoughts and beliefs are built off of their own personal experiences, right? Right. right. Yeah. And, and everyone thinks they're right. Everyone thinks that in their own way, things should be handled the way that they would handle them.
0: Right. And so for me, the, you know, the antidote to that chaos and that divide is to cultivate understanding, and that understanding starts in me, in understanding my own reactions, mm-hmm. understanding my own process of, of belief and result and action. That when I understand that when I don't get what I want, I sometimes react badly and pulling that apart and understanding ah that's part of my human experience so when i understand fully understand that and can you know and can apply some compassion to myself in understanding that i am just a human getting through this experience and sometimes i'm good at it and sometimes i have bad results yep and understanding that in myself allows me to see that in someone else. Yep.
1: And, and allows you to be less judgmental.
0: Yeah. you know, Because I always it's think just about... a person having an experience. And that doesn't mean that we have to go school them right. and tell them to believe like we believe and everything will be okay.
1: <laughs> yep. You know, I know I've mentioned this to you before, but very, very simple example of something that crosses my mind a lot is the image of two people standing toe to toe, looking down at the ground and the, the number six, nine, you know, 69 is right there on the ground. One person sees a six and one person sees a nine. Who's right. Right. You know, both, both people are going to believe wholeheartedly to their core that what they're looking at is accurate. Right. So that's, you know, that's a very, very simple, simplified (laughs) vision that sometimes crops in my mind when I don't agree with someone. Or I, I feel like my way is the better way. you know. I have to stop and kind of take a deep breath and understand that I am feeling this way and I have these thoughts because of my own personal experiences.
0: Right. But so is, act, does activism mean that we need to take that other person by the hand and pull them over to our side so they can read it in the same way that we do?
1: No, I think it's opening up a conversation and asking them why they see that why they see it the way that they do and having compassion for the, the reason that they give. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them.
0: And it doesn't mean that they will understand your point of view.
1: Right. You know, the old adage, agree to disagree. <laughs> you right. know,
0: Right. But, you know, I, I often get, and you've been in the room. <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, when we have this discussion during like our Foundations of Buddhism class, and people say, "Well, what about the Holocaust?" Yes, is that it? Agree to disagree, or what? So it gets complicated. It's not oh, no always doubt. it's not always so easy. But no. you know, in, in taking the step back and understanding that that is caused by someone else someone else's beliefs yep. and actions. In
1: yep, yeah, it it gets very complicated anytime there's violence in nature. You know, regarding the situation. Right. You know, you can. I remember long ago. In college, I was taking this like sports media class, and we had to write a paper around um, Michael Vick and his dog fighting ring. Oh. You know, and, and of course, for me, that was very challenging because dogs to me are just angels on earth. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, it, it did bring up very interesting conversation in the class about why he did what he did. You know, I, I mean, I won't. I won't elaborate too much more on it, but for some reason, he believed that that was the nature of of a dog.
0: Right. And that was his perception of the value of a dog was exactly monetary in a fighting situation, right?
1: Right. You know, and then you put that up against someone like me who wants to take their dog to the spa and <laughs> you right. know and dress right. them in very very expensive Armani. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know, it's,
0: it's... Now I know what you're manifesting. <laughs> yes. Armani yes. for your dogs. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> you know, it breeds a, a very dangerous battleground. You right. know it really does.
0: So what do you think that we should be doing to cultivate our own understanding and compassion for all other beings?
1: Ooh, that's a loaded question.
0: (laughs) That is a loaded question. I often get that, you know, from, you know, that we wish for peace and calm and enlightenment for all beings without exception. Mm -hmm. So like we're including everybody. Right. (laughs) Of course. Yes. Even the people that we don't, you know, we don't like. Yep. We want them to have peace and calm. And
1: well, we do because in in turn,
0: not everybody does. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> because why? Because we're stuck in that. Like you screwed up my my belief train. Like I had it all worked out, and you disrupted it, and I don't have another plan other than you should go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. So what yeah. do we do?
1: Well, I think the first thing you have to do is start with yourself. You know, look inward. You have to. If, if you're constantly, if you're walking around miserable, everyone else is going to be miserable around you. Right. right. You know, you have to accept and believe in yourself, you know, as kind of la-di-da as that might sound. You know, it really is the truth. Be aware of what you're doing. Be aware of what you're saying and how you're acting and treating other people. You know, listen and hear people when they're talking to you.
0: Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor has a great quote. And I know that she gave a copy to Oprah at one point that just was a little sign that said, you are responsible for the energy that you bring.
1: Yes. Amen. I love that. I love that.
0: It's kind of been on my, on my quote list for, for a long time, reminding myself that it's what I bring that influences the situation. So, you know, think about an issue or a confrontation with, you know, your, significant other you know mm-hmm. darren and i have had you know we've <laughs> he's a new yorker he's <laughs> he's pushy i'm <laughs> you know i'm stubborn you know we we sometimes have moments and where i shift it is thinking that remembering that i need to be responsible for the energy that i bring to this so instead of just feeding into the conflict about what we're having for dinner or whether we should have the air conditioning on or the windows open. Right. It's really about my energy that, that really, you know, represents where we're going and it's not bringing it up to him and saying, scolding him and saying, you're responsible for the energy that you bring into this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So we always shift with us, apply, you know the medicine within and that sets that sets the tone you know at least where one side of the conversation is coming from so if we can you know have that peace and calm represented somewhere yep you know i
1: think yep anger think about... met with
0: anger is anger
1: exactly
0: so anger met with understanding is you know there's a potential for mm-hmm. some relief
1: Right. Some common ground.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think about that a lot in, you know, in my, in my workplace, you know, I'm around a lot of people every day and they will respond and react to the energy that I'm bringing, you know, if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm coming across like what they're saying to me or asking me is just absurd or ridiculous, then (laughs) that just causes, you know, that's one ripple it will just cause that wave to eventually right. knock someone over.
0: Everything that we do is cause and effect. We have to always remember that. So when we're when we're throwing that pebble in the pond and creating that ripple, what is the ripple that that moves? Is it one of irritation and anger? Really be, you know, really being mindful of what we're putting out, you know, think about that that ripple. And this is a, an understanding of karma that we can think about that pebble dropped in some completely clear glass-like water. And that ripple moves out, moves out, moves out until it hits the edge. And then it moves back and back and back. The ripples come back to the center. And that is the reaction of karma. So it's not about like you're going to get paid back 10 times for every foul thing that you do. The energy that you put out is the energy that you'll get back. Yep. There's no changing that.
1: A hundred percent believe in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean just because you're putting out great energy that others are doing the same. So we're also feeling those waves and ripples that come from other people's actions and thoughts. So if we can meet those actions and thoughts with understanding, then that ripple that that comes out of our action from their action and a reaction to their action is one of understanding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And, you know, bringing, bringing your own energy and being responsible for it really does tie right back to manifesting. You know, it really does.
0: So we really have to be realistic about what to focus our ideas of manifesting, Right. So if our, our beliefs and our results don't match up then check your intention. Yes. What are you really, really hoping for to be responsible for our own actions is something that can be abrupt in our, in our own exploration of understanding, but we start with ourselves, understand your actions your reactions, and that you're having a human experience. Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in this week from around the globe. We see you, we hear you. And thanks to my special guest, Brooke Beats, for hanging out with me. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. You can come anytime.
1: (laughs) I would love that.
0: (laughs) Bye now.